0: Alright, it is another episode of Swing the Twig. I'm Tommy Franks. Another week. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope y'all enjoyed it. And actually, happy Black Friday, if you're listening on the day of the release, Friday morning. Hope y'all are enjoying it. I'm here with Justin Reedman and Anthony Colasano. Dom DeRosa and Jeff Wilkinson are out this week. Guys, how are y'all doing?
1: Good, good. How about you all? Pretty good. It was a good Thanksgiving. And uh, people will probably be hearing this on my birthday, so yes, uh, so I got that. Celebrate this weekend, but uh, you know we still gotta still gotta pump the
0: content out every week. Well, let's do that first. Right. Happy first of all, happy birthday to Anthony Colasano yeah. On a Friday, so thank you. Thank you. We got thank that twenty
1: twenty three, the Jordan year, and that means
0: one thing, gentlemen: greatness. Absolutely, so, uh, love it, love it. All right, so let's get right into it, shall we? So, the Comeback Player of the Year awards came out in Major League Baseball. For the AL side, there was no doubt in my mind that they were going to pick Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles. And on the uh, NL side, they picked Buster Posey, the catcher for the San Francisco Giants, who I believe is announcing retirement. Uh, The former catcher. Yeah, he's officially retired. Yes. Congratulations, Buster Buster Posey. Guys, what do you make of both of these uh, calls by Major League Baseball?
2: I love I love the Mancini. Um, he he had a great home run derby too. You know, everyone was pulling for him in there. Um, just to see a guy come back, you know, a year after having cancer, like how can you not give it to him?
1: Anthony, I mean, he had stage three colon cancer, and you know, colon cancer is is pretty deadly, especially the higher number you get and his was serious, and you know, at that point, it it was life or death at that point for him. And to see him come back and just still flourish in the game like he did this past year was great. And for Buster Posey's sake, I mean, look, the first four years of this guy's career, we thought he was gonna be a first battle Hall of Famer, three World Championships, batting title, MVP. Sky was the limit at that point after the 2014 season. Then he seriously digressed, and people were starting to have some serious concern about, is is he a Hall of Famer? right because he was going to be first ballot it looked like but you know he had a nice bounce back year this year uh you know the giants made the playoffs obviously they didn't go very far but to see him get it was kind of a nice way to kind of end his career and i know we talked about him is he a hall of famer is he not in a previous episode when the news first broke about his retirement and i gave my views of like if he gets in then jorge has to get in so i have my my views of him are different but um but he is well deserving of oh, that, where I think both players are both uh, well deserving at the end of the day. They got it right this year.
0: 100%. I love the decision of Trey Mancini. It was an obvious one. Guy was, I don't think there were any Yankee killers in the Orioles, but that was a guy that really uh, frustrated the Yankees. And part it's part of the reason why uh, the Yankees were not very good against the Orioles this year, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, hats off to Trey Mancini. Love to see it. Guy works ex- extremely hard. So I love to see guys like him succeed and be more than deserving of the Comeback Player of the Year award. All right, now to the Yankees situation. Let's get right to that. Um, we have some departures. Tyler Wade has been, he was designated for assignment, and then the Yankees just released him. The Angels picked him up. Uh, first thoughts on Tyler Wade, Anthony?
1: I mean, I mean I've mean, i had people say, like, like, why do they do it? Like, not it's okay. Like, I'm kind of in the middle of this whole situation with Tyler Wade. Like, I understand, like, it's good to have, like, a speed guy on the bench and can, you know, do drive-bunts and kind of manufacture runs. But at the end of the day, you need to know how to hit at the end of the day. Like, you can't just be this massive liability at the plate. Look at Billy Hamilton, for example. This guy is a speed demon, right? Coming up in the league, this guy was stealing over 100 bags in the minor leagues. And then he comes in in the major leagues, he can't hit. And, you know, if you can't at least bat 250, or, or able to smack 30 home runs, right? You're going to implode in this league. And that's what Tyler Wade is. The moment he steps up to the plate, you know he's either going to ground out or strike out. He's not going to get a hit. He's not going to hit a home run. He's just going to bunt or strike out. And I think the Yankees really said, like, he's not as, he's not that valuable and it's not worth it for us to have him on the team anymore. And I'm okay with that. And then I know Rudin and Ador was designated for seven. I mean, he was. I, I, he was um, he he provided a lot of spark for us, but I think at the end of the day, I don't think that we wanted to pay him. I think we kind of just had him for free by Texas, so they were probably like, "We don't need him. We need to." I think they want to improve the bench with better role players and getting rid of those two guys probably frees up that space. Hopefully, they do that. But again, that's just speculation on my part. I don't know what Cashman's going to do. Um, but yeah, that th- th- those that's my take on Tyler Wade and the Rudin and Ordora DFA.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, Tyler Wade, The I, I get the decision. I really do. Um, we always talk, uh, we, we've often talked actually about how the Yankees need, need more speed. They need more athleticism. And that's what they're trying to do at the deadline here. Well, not the deadline, the offseason, sorry. But um, what it comes down to is you get rid of the fastest guy. My only concern is who's your replacement? Who's going to be the next, they call the next man up. Who's the next guy that's going to replace Tyler Wade and fill that role of being a solid pinch runner?
1: See, I don't know. I mean, they can sign someone. They can make Floreal a guy like that. I mean, this guy plays the outfield, left-handed bat, has some speed, like Tyler Wade can hit the ball. So, um, and this guy has been touted in the minor leagues. There's been a lot of... um, talks around him the last couple years, but injuries has played him and the outfield is unfortunately really deep. So it's hard for him to kind of break in, but he's a guy that could be the next fan up. That's, that's one that's come to uh, fruition for me.
0: Yeah. I do think Tyler Wade will fit in LA. Um Certainly. I think so. And it fits the price too for LA because we're talking about how they're spending too much. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this fits their price tag and they're picking up Tyler Wade. So Clint Frazier has also, Remember how Clint Frazier was a top prospect? We talked about Floreal. You mentioned him. Frazier was at one point a top prospect. And then, you know, look at look at how far he's plummeted, I guess. He had a lot of, you know, he had a lot of potential. He showed in 2019 and 2020 especially. 2020 was a major year for him. Um, and then he gets injured. He has this, um, I think it was called vertigo, a um, uh. certain division or whatever. And... So, he's been off the field for quite a while, and now he's gone. The Yankees released him, and I don't think a team has yet to pick him up. I'm... I mean,
1: I mean, this is kind of sad. He yeah. was in that 2013 draft class with Byron Buxton, Aaron Judge, Tim Anderson. All those guys just rattle up besides Frazier, our MLB superstars today. And mm-hmm. to see this guy have kind of the promise that people were talking about and just not come to fruition in the big is just sad because he does have – crazy bad speed but i think he just i think the vertical really the vertical seriously messed him up and you just can get consistent with his with his hitting and he and even this past season he totally changed up his hitting stance and i'm just like i saw it, i was like this is not gonna work this is not gonna work to, to change it up as as drastically as he did with like the toes with the toe step and everything like that transferring your power um that that concerned me and he still wasn't producing and i knew at that point okay they're gonna have to let him go because all those guys in that draft class were either they were either producing at a high level or they weren't and clint frazier was picked fifth by the indians that year Fifth judge was even picked that high. Something.
0: What's that yeah go ahead
2: you guys know the front office much more than me um how much were their contracts did they do this at all the clear cap space like would
1: it impact anything Pos- mm. I mean, a little bit, but I mean, they weren't, I mean, these guys that we just routed off Tyler Wade, Rudin and Adora and uh, Clint Fraser, they weren't on big contracts, right? They were like rookie deals or yeah. in, in case, right? The Rangers were paying his salaries. So we weren't really paying him anything. So I think it's just more just to, get free up just, I guess, spots on the roster. I think at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Tyler okay. Wade, Tyler Wade was worth about $600,000 a year um on average with the Yankees so I guess you know it does help a little bit there's no salary cap so uh in baseball so that's uh not an issue but it does certainly clear um somewhat a little bit uh but Odor there's also Odor and there's also Frazier um not sure about Frazier's contract but um but yeah I think both I think everything Anthony touched on especially you know they're considered liabilities at a certain point and uh that was the issue. That's why they would let go ultimately. I do think with, with regard to Frazier that it is sort of a blessing for him as well. Because, you know, he, he gets a chance. To, let's be honest. Frazier never had the best relationship with the Yankees front office. Um, it certainly didn't seem that way. And for him, now he gets this sort of re- reset. And now he gets this chance to, you know, perform with another team on a basically a clean slate. And, you know, I think... As far as Clint Frazier is concerned, not so much the New York Yankees, but for Clint Frazier, I think this works out well for him as well. Even though you're leaving the New York Yankees and you're going, potentially going somewhere else, um, this helps him because now he gets a chance to reset and he gets a chance to, you know, perform for another team without a lot of pressure. I think the New York pressure got to Clint Frazier an awful lot, no?
1: I think mean, probably, but I also think too, I don't think it's the pressure. I think it's, I think it was that. And I think also we knew that he was this highly touted prospect and there was like some expectation there, there is expectation when you were the fifth person drafted, he came in that trade for Andrew Miller at the time. And he was the big guy from that deal. So you, you wanted him to produce. And I think that's probably what got to him. Maybe. And, but I really think the vertical was the was the main factor of what really messed him up. And it could really jeopardize his entire career. I mean, yeah, you no know, so joke. I mean, pass yeah. out on the field or something. Yeah. And your vision's like messed up, like, cause yeah. he's going through that. I know, like, this isn't a basketball show, but if you guys yeah. see Michael Porter Jr., his back is, he's got back issues again with his nerves. And he, he, he could be done for the season. His career could be over. Like, yeah. that's stuff you do not want to mess with. No, even no. though Clint Fraser isn't that bad, like, if this is consistent, he's going to have to hang up the cleats a, at some point. Yeah. I mean, you guys know,
2: like, I'm a big North Carolina basketball fan, and, um, their old Roy Williams had vertigo. He even passed out, um, while coaching on the court before. So it's no joke
0: out there. Serious stuff. Yeah. So, um, shifting to other Yankees news really quick before we, uh, move on a little bit. Aaron Hicks is actually returning. Um, Believe it or not, the Yankees do have a center fielder that's not named Brett Gardner or anybody else. Um, It is originally Aaron Hicks, unfortunately, and Aaron Hicks is recovering from a uh, Tommy John surgery, I believe, or something lower body. Uh, But it was long term. He's always getting hurt, so I always forget which one he's on, but on which road to recovery he's on. But he's neither. Either way, he's back to playing baseball in some Dominican baseball league. Um, Anthony, do you think he'll have an impact in center field if he returns? uh, At you know at the plate? Cause he wasn't, we talk about liability at the plate. He became a big liability.
1: I mean, I've said this before and I say it again, this man has got to stop being a switch hitter and he's got to be a, unfortunately a right-handed hitter. You know, he was, a, he's a better right-handed hitter. Uh, the stats show, if you look at his splits, um, and if he does that, I think he will be more productive, but I know he's not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And you know, this contract that he's under isn't a bad one. Well, It's not bad in the sense of the money we're paying him. Like it's not a lot of money, but I don't know. I want him to have a big impact because when he does, it just it can make our lineup that much more dynamic. But I, I have my doubts with him, unfortunately, just because of the fact that his his hitting is so vastly different from both sides of the plate in terms of the way he stands in the batter's box that you need to rep. And I've said this before. You he's got to replicate it on both sides of the plate to make it consistent for himself. So, and if he can't do that, he's going to struggle. That th- that that that's my takeaway, or, or at least when I'm analyzing him. And if he can't fix that or can't hone that in, then he's going to struggle at the play, and he's going to be a liability again for us, which I don't want to see because we don't need that going into the season.
0: As much as I, as much as I've lost patience with Aaron Hicks, I have to agree. Just because it just looks like, like you said, looks like he loses consistency on both sides. He's obviously a much better. I don't think I don't say he's great, but I think he's a much better hitter when he's a right-handed hitter as opposed to a left left-handed hitter. Um, he pulls like every pitch, and it's, it gets really aggravated to a point. And it's really bad strikeouts. I mean, worse than Stanton's. So, so yeah, I think if Hicks can really get some consistency on that front, I think it'd be a little bit better. But I've kind of lost my patience with him, um, as a hitter. Unfortunately, I do like the guy, but. Um. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. And keep in mind, we're paying him a lot of money too. You want to talk about space? You want to talk about salary? We're paying Aaron Hicks a lot of money. Uh, we're not paying that much money. It was a big three-year contract. I remember, if I remember correctly,
2: to seven years. Still go after an outfielder? You think, or or you think he's the guy? i trying to make him. Or trying to make uh, him he's the, the, guy. the guy. I mean,
0: I mean, look, I mean,
1: we still have. I mean, the outfield's still deep, right? Gallo, Judge, Himes, You know, and then Tommy to mentioned what you just pointed out it's just it was a 7 year deal i think 70 million 70 million correct but wow. we're on like year 4 i think of that cuz that was what my freshman year of college that was signed right so 18 19 2020 20, yeah we're like already like halfway through that deal so they can move the they can move him if they really wanted to it's
0: true it's true um yeah if i were the yankees i would want to do that but that's you know i don't i don't call the shots but that's okay uh, you know, I think, well, if the Yankees are looking for center fielders, as they've admitted to, you know, they're looking for guys like, you know, Reynolds and uh, looking for guys like Starlin Marte, then what do you do with a guy like Aaron Hicks?
1: You got to, I don't know. You either trade him or or you you bring one of those guys on and you trade
0: Gallo. That's possible, And you too. keep
1: picks. Because who would you rather have, Hicks or Gallo?
0: Uh, that's hard.
1: Uh, that's a hard say, question. Say, that's a toss-up. That's like I'd, you flip a coin.
0: Right now, I'd say Gallo because Gallo's he- at least healthy. Yeah, good it, point. And I think Gallo can improve without a doubt. Um, I just think he really <laughs> struggled. Um, obviously. All right. Um, let's get to uh, some negative news. Um, uh, regarding all around Major League Baseball, it looks like a lockout isn't coming. It could very well impact the spring, um, the spring training season. That's why I think you're going to see a lot more deals coming very soon. Uh, Anthony, what's the status on this situation?
1: From what I saw is that if an agreement is not reached by, I think, December 1st or December 2nd, or it's either the 1st, the 2nd, or the 5th, they're locking down. And from what I've been reading, it's going to happen. The, The players' union and the owners have not come to any sort of agreement or close to one. So it's likely going to happen. And the MLB kind of did some tweaking to advance, I guess, some sort of like signings already where like they could already like offer contract, like right already pleasure me that by, I guess in terms of like getting them officially signed already, like they already like kind of let them, or you can kind of do it now. Yeah. So that's kind of ensuing the fact like, okay, a lockdown is going to happen in the next uh, coming weeks, and it's you know it's not good because like you said, it's going to impact spring training and it could impact the season depending on how long this prolongs.
0: Yeah, that looks
1: like it's going to
2: happen. Uh, it's been blowing up my Twitter feed.
0: Yeah, I I think that's I think it's definitely going to happen. The big question is how much it will impact the spring, how big of a delay will will there be um, on the season, especially is there going to be 162 games? Is there going to be you know a shortened season? Well, if there's a lockout. That lasts a long time. Certainly going to be a major cut in games played. You're not going to see a full 162 like we fortunately saw this past year. Um, but either way, let's talk about some big deals. The Tampa Bay Rays really did not slow down when it came to big deals. This is a rarity for Tampa, though. Tampa's not normally a big spending team. If we remember correctly, Tampa's normally you know buying low and selling high. That's what Tampa does. They didn't do that this time with Wander Franco. He performed so well this past year as a call-up that they signed him to a 12-year deal, $223 million, $185 million guarantee, and a club option at the end. Um, what do you guys make of this? Are the Rays making the right decision by pulling the trigger so early in this man's career or this kid's career? Uh,
2: that's a tough one. Um, I like the signing. I, th- I think it's good for the Rays. Yeah. I mean, they, I
1: think they, they had to do it eventually. They had to go do it eventually. I think they were smart in a sense that, you know, I said this on my podcast, Sports Fever. It's like, this kid is our age or in our age range, right? He's mm-hmm. 20, 21, 22. If you give that, if you give anybody, he, 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 here's $200 million. You're going to say no? Of course not. Are you go- you're, you're not oh, going to exactly. say no because you have, he has no leverage. He had one season. He didn't even win Rookie of the Year. What nope. leverage does he have? He has no leverage. He has to take the deal because it's also it's also for a security thing, right? Because like what what if what if he gets hurt? What if he has a what if he tears his ACL? What if something happens? Right? It's I don't want it to happen, but like you don't know, so that's why you do it. And also, and for the race perspective, right? eats up all his arbitration. They don't have to worry about that. They don't have to do, go into battle with him in terms of figuring out a salary for one year. His two free agency deals are gone. And also for his aspect, if the deal ends and he is still what people say, he's going to be this really big time star player. He's going to be 32, 33 when this deal is over. He could still get another like decent sized deal, like $100 million deal, $150 million deal if he wanted to down the line, if he's still producing at the end of the contract. So... I mean it's a win win for both sides. He's gonna be making like 18.5 million dollars over the next 12 years. And they kind of have their they have their guy, right? And they just gotta build around him.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's like the Padre situation with Tatis, very similar in that in that you see a bright future and why not lock them up now almost. And of course, look what happened with Tatis to Anthony's point. Unfortunately, he got injured basically the whole year. Um, I think he got surgery too. Or no, he had surgery nope. earlier on. No, but he yeah, had... We talked
1: about that, how he wasn't getting anywhere, We were like, what the heck's wrong with him?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but again, you know, to Anthony's point, I mean, guys can get injured in the middle. Young kids can get injured in the middle of these, or the beginning of these massive contracts. And I always think about it when these things happen. Look look back to like the Yankees, and for instance, um, or even at plenty of other teams. How often do you see big monster contracts work? And, and and you and you come away and say like years down the line and say that contract is worth it.
2: With the young guys, or in general.
0: In, in general, general, when you see like these long-term contracts for young guys, how often do they really pay off? You look back like tw- tw- 10, 12 years later, and you say, "Wow, that really worked out."
1: You don't really. I mean, the only one was Max Scherzer, which True. I alluded to in an episode. It's Would true. you consider him young? Like, what, what I mean, he was in the prime does... of his he was in the prime of his career when he signed that contract. It was a seven year deal, right? It was a massive deal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and don't get me wrong. When I say like, when I say like a um, regret, I don't mean regret in terms of the player was bad. I mean in terms of the value and what they were paid. Yeah. Because look at a guy like Stan. Stan's getting paid a load of money. Now, is he worth that 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 amount of money? We look back at the end of the season and say yes, but. Look at the law.
2: Overall, I don't know.
0: Overall is the big question. That's what I'm alluding to in terms of value. Not performance being, oh, he's great. Oh, he sucks. Like, no, it's it's all about the value and the performance. um yeah, the only person
2: I, I could say yes to is Max Schurz.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean,
1: you look at you look at guys, right? I remember this is kind of a big thing talked about kind of years ago, kind of in the mid 2010s, right? You look at it, let's look at it, right? Derek Jeter's big deal, 10 years, 189. That was a great deal. A-Rod's deal, 2007, re-signs again, 275. Terrible deal. Mike Hampton signs with the Rockies after his great 2000 season with the Mets, right? He brings mm-hmm. him to the World Series, was their ace. Terrible deal. Albert Pujols' massive 10-year deal. Terrible oh, deal, yeah. right? Miguel Cabrera's big deal. Terrible deal. Um, I'm trying to think what else is a bad deal. Robinson Cano to Seattle. God awful yeah. deal. Oh. Jacoby yes. Ellsbury, bad deal. Mark DeShera, first half was great. Second half was bad. Yes. So his is kind of iffy, right? From 2010, from 2009 to like 2012, 2013, it was great. After that, so injuries, yeah, injuries got him. He regressed offensively. He was still good defensively, but his offense really took a slump because they started shifting him, and he just couldn't stay on the field. So to your point, and also Joe Mauer, right? 2009. He is like the number one catcher, right? Wins the MVP, his third batting title, you yep. do no wrong. Give yep. him that big deal, has one more great year, completely regresses. He can't even, he's not even a catcher anymore. Yeah. So you look at it what? Okay, so we have what? Max Scherzer, Jeter, Taffa to share his deal. And that's really it. I, amazing. I, I'm trying to think amazing. I'm trying to think of other guys with massive deals. I mean, Mookie Betts has a big deal too.
0: With the Dodgers, yep.
1: You know, Does it Rendon?
0: Um, I don't think it, I don't, think.
1: No. I don't know. It's like, mon- I don't know
0: if it's I don't know if it's monstrous. Forgot.
1: I forgot how many years he was. I think it was seven. Hit his his is pretty big, and was it seven or eight? I forgot? Anthony I Rendon. Know. Anthony
0: Rendon got a seven-year, two hundred forty-five million-dollar contract. So yes, and
1: that's not looking good either. No, no.
0: and he got a four million-dollar signing bonus.
1: 40 or four?
0: Four. I'm sorry. Four million dollar signing bonus. All right.
1: Well, all right. That's not that bad. M- Moogie Betts was a bigger one. He got a massive signing bonus with his. I do know that. That's how his deal was so big because his signing bonus up front was huge, you know? And also, you look at Mike Trout now, you know, $400 million. Yes, <laughs> I mean, man. like, I hope he bounces back this season, but like, will he? I, 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 don't, I want him to, but like, uh, he's probably like 31, I think, or 30. Yeah. So. And Betts,
0: Betts was 20, he's, he's projected making $27 million a year in a 12-year extension with the Dodgers. So that's his deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Projected yeah, I 27. Mean, it's so, yeah, I mean, I just riled up the biggest, I think those are still the biggest uh, contracts in baseball. I mean, if I, yeah, like, let's look at it. We got Mookie, Mookie Bats. Is okay. Mike Trout's is and eh. Francisco Lindors. Oh my, that's not looking good. You want to
0: talk like, about value?
1: Like that's really looking bad.
0: Down the toilet. You know. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate too.
1: Nolan Arenado's got a big deal too. Seven years, two thirty-five.
0: Yeah, they bought them. They bought him high as well. St. Louis did.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. what about and, and Kershaw's deal just ended? Seven years, two fifteen. What do you think of that?
0: That's, Was that a good value deal? Uh, considering his injuries and what he's given to the Dodgers, and he finally gave him a title, um, hard to say. I don't know what he's going to get, what team he's going to go to. Um, but this re- recent one, yeah, that's that's hard to say because he finally gave him the World Series. So I don't know really if that paid off. But the injuries, man, the injuries are killer. And I think, and Anthony's listing off all these guys, and, and the how much they plummet in terms of value. But these, we're not trying to say that these guys are bad players in any way. We're not trying to say that these guys um, don't contribute to the game of baseball in, uh, at all. Like, they're great players. Every, every player we just listed is a great player um, for the most part. But really what it comes down to is what, what have you done since you signed the contract? Have you performed to the level? And it's judgmental, obviously. But, but have you performed to what was expected of you when you signed the contract? And that's all we're saying is value just goes down. Naturally. So, maybe Kershaw's was worth it. Maybe it wasn't. That's a toss-up, right, Justin?
2: Yeah, it really is. Um, like you said, you got them in the World Series, but then you look at injuries.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a hard call. Anthony, what would you think then? Uh,
1: in terms of Kershaw's bet? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean signing? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I saw something. I saw a bet. That's <laughs> why I was thinking a bet. I mean, it is um, a bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're the betting. Yeah. They're risking yeah. with, with that money. I mean, I think it's a good, I I think it was a great deal. I mean, I think he won another Cy young. I think during that time, I think he won his MVP. Maybe he was either after a right or it was his first year in that thing, in that uh, contract extension, he won a world series, right. He was, was a kind good of, the, factor, yeah. you know, like he, he got, he got He got the ring. He helped them get it, you know? So his is kind of like, is more on the mark to share a side where it's like it was, but it wasn't like,
0: yeah. you know, cause there were
1: times where Definitely. he was injured later on in that later on in the 2010s, you know, he wasn't this dominant force, but when he was pitching, he was still dealing just not what he was early on in the decade.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get, we talked last week about Derek Jeter and the Carlos Correa situation. Really? It's a Carlos Correa situation. Nothing, nothing, uh, with Derek Jeter because Derek Jeter didn't really do anything to initiate this, um, to be completely honest, except be a legend. Uh, so, so Derek Jeter obviously and a god did... in my eyes. What's that? And a god in my eyes yes. and many other eyes. Yes, I hope absolutely. Um, but Derek Jeter finally took the time. Not that he had to in any way. He could have just dissed this thing and said whatever. But he decided to respond because he was asked. Um, I think in Miami uh, at the Marlins Park. What he thought of the Carlos Correa comments? Uh, basically, Carlos Correa suggested that Jeter uh, should not have won the amount of Gold Gloves he did. First of all, the man took the man won five World Series titles. There's no way they win them without him. Uh, as far as the Yankees are concerned, here's how Jeter responded: the full question and answer. A couple
2: of weeks ago, Carlos Correa of the Astros had mentioned that he weren't deserving. Of- your gold gloves. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what, what you thought about that. and I didn't from... think much about it. I don't know how my name came up. So uh, my Spanish is not that good. I still haven't seen it. I don't know how my name was brought up, but it doesn't even warrant a response. I mean, I can go in a lot of different directions, but I won't. That was the attempt.
0: And that's exactly the answer you expect from a guy like Jeter, right? I mean, you know, he, he could have just, like I said, he could have just ignored this entire thing and said, you know what, I don't care. Um... You know, I no need for a response, but he decided to anyway. And to be fair, he literally said, "I don't need to respond to it."
2: Yeah, the the most you know, Jeter answer you could give. You know, he, he spoke out about it, kind then of, he kept it to kept to himself.
0: Anthony,
1: I mean, this is what's so great about Derek Jeter is that he's not the guy who's going to just say like next question or I don't want to talk about it, or get pissed off and just like. Or say something controversial, or say something no. controversial. or just walk away and make a bigger deal, right? He addressed the situation and he made subtle jabs at Carlos Correa and the Houston Astros. He said, "My Spanish isn't very good," right? Coming yeah. at you know his heritage, but you know, but Jeter is a he is white and African American, so I mean, he can kind of he can do that for he can do that, and also too, like, look, he said, "I can go a lot different with it, but I won't taking a jab at his career." the organization and what they did in 2017 and what they continue to do and kind of how Correa has handled himself to the media during that whole situation. He could easily rip them apart. But Jesus, the bigger man, we all know that he's not going to do that. You know, he's a CEO of a MLB team. He's got to handle himself with class in which obviously he did. But, you know, that's kind of, you know, to Justin, to your point, that's kind of what we got. We got the most Jeter response and, you know, and it was a and it was a good one, right? You can't really say anything bad about the response.
0: No, you, you, you can. No, I I I love that, and uh, yeah. So I I mean, the one reaction this didn't get a lot of traction across Major League Baseball as far as the players are concerned, except for one, Noah Syndergaard, who now who we talked about last week is now on the Angels. Um, he did not like obviously the Astros' uh, sign stealing scandal, so. You know, he already has that. He's already criticized it publicly. Um, but he he was asked on MLB Network the other day. He said, if you could strike at any player in the big leagues, he said, no question, Correa. He said, quote-unquote, we know the soundbite, but he said, quote-unquote, not just for the obvious reason, but just we said about Derek Jeter not deserving gold gloves. That's a little ridiculous to say. So there's one guy that supports Jeter. Let's see how many there are. But, yeah, I think to bounce off what you guys were saying, uh, Jeter's take is more... Um, like I didn't expect Jeter to respond. I think it hit Jeter certainly. Like I knew he wasn't happy about the comments because being the competitive guy that he was for so many years, I knew that 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 irritated him a little bit. Right? I mean, it's not like he's just hurting and goes, "Oh, you know, whatever." I don't. But think... it's like
1: why bring it up? It's, right. it's like it's like you're like you are not in any you have no relation to it whatsoever. It's like completely out of left field like what like what what was what was your motivation like if I if I was a reporter like what motivated you to say that it's yeah. not like 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 you didn't really play you like he didn't even play when he was when Jeter was still in the league maybe he played in 2014 I don't remember I I, I can't remember who was working I don't really give a crap but you know th- they never crossed paths you no. know I think maybe the comparison shortstop shortstop shortstop, shortstop, you that's know, it. the Astros, the Astros had the 92 first overall pick. They botched it. Jeter slipped down the sixth. The Yankees got him and the Astros were going to make that mistake again in 2012. That's the only thing I could probably see. But other than that, it's like, why would you bring that up?
0: We have to do a career. Yeah. What does that have to do? Um, mm-hmm. Unless he's talking about why he doesn't want to go to the Yankees. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, even that's, then. The
1: other, that's the other
0: elephant in the room too which, I mean, Yankee fans don't really want him anyway. I can, I think I can speak for both of us and the rest of the Yankees. A majority, large, large majority of Yankee fans. Um, yeah. Another deal that got done, uh, a little less uh, money-oriented, uh, Steven Matz, who had a pretty decent season in Toronto. I believe he was the third in the rotation alongside Stripling. Um, and he's going to the St. Louis Cardinals, who were such a red-hot team at, towards the end of that regular season. He is going back to the Cardinals. Uh, this angered Steven, Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets. How so exactly? You guys want to explain?
1: Uh, basically Steve Cohen came on the record and said on Twitter that they didn't, the Mets weren't giving a fair shake in negotiating or talking to him. He kind of, Steve just kind of just did his own thing, went to the Cardinals and just signed the deal. So Cohen says, right. We don't know what Matt says and who knows if Matt's going to even, Uh, respond to it there's going to be questions we'll see how he responds to him we'll probably talk about but that's what steve cohen said on twitter and whether it's true or not i mean at at the end of the day it's i mean it it is like his decision to if he wants to negotiate right he can and it goes both ways for the mets too it's like you know you guys could have done like oh we don't want you anymore like bye go somewhere else Mm -hmm. it's the same way for a player too they don't want to negotiate or sign with you they won't they'll go somewhere else and yeah that choice the Cardinals are a great organization who produce a lot of great pitchers and that's where he wanted to go and for C. cohen to kind of say that and just really just kind of bash his own player on twitter it's just not the best thing and i feel like i remember in the beginning the twitter thing was kind of like the fans enjoyed it because it was cool, he was interacting with the fans, but then, like, he got a lot of heat because he was saying a lot of bad stuff and got controversial. And this is another reason why it gets controversial because you're putting yourself in the public eye too much, where you could really like jeopardize your reputation as an owner and also the team's reputation because you own the team, right? Do you All right. see, right? Like, because, like, look at Jerry Jones, for example, right? Owner of the Cowboys, right? He's got a big mouth. And look at the Cowboys' reputation. It's America's team, but a lot of people hate them, right? I mean, in fact, because of the fans and Jerry Jones. Look, look at um Dan
2: Gilbert when LeBron left to the Heat.
0: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my God! Yes, and yeah, then on was... top of that, and then on top of that, Pat Riley when when LeBron left to go back yeah. to Cleveland.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think um, there was another thing that happened in basketball. Was it with? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was with Pat Riley, I, or it had to do with Shaq, or maybe it didn't. Or I'm just thinking of something else. But I think that was more behind the scenes. But anyway, but no, you're right. Like, like that's the thing. But, but the thing, but, but the Pat Riley thing, like that, didn't gain a lot of traction. But I think also back then too, it's like the media wasn't a big. I don't, I don't know. The media wasn't really a big deal. I think Pat Riley had a different pedigree. But same thing with Jerry Jones too. Like him and Pat Riley and Jerry Jones are kind of the same except Pat Riley's obviously won more recently than Jerry Jones has, right? Right. Jerry Jones claimed that yep. famous 3 Pete They yes. have not won since then. Pat Riley's, Pat Riley's last win was in 2014. So, yes. you know, but I think Steve Cohen has got to, he's got to take it easy. Because first of all, they don't rule New York. The Yankees do. Yes. And this is your second year as an owner and you already had a terrible season. You really imploded. And you have to really fight the ship this year, or else there are going to be some major questions going into the twenty twenty three season. Possibly if they don't do anything good this season, or if they don't sign anybody, right? Because look, Hobby Baez is still a free agent. You know they still have some holes, and they just lost Noah Syndergaard, right? So they, and and and
0: Mats. So well, Mats know, was on the Blue Jays. Matt's oh. Mats was from Toronto. Damn! Wow. Um. Well, are you, think, are you thinking? I, of, oh, you're thinking of
1: Strowman. No, I'm not on I thought he was still on the
0: Mets. Oh, no, no, you're good. Yeah, no, Matt's. Oh, Matt's. Yeah, no, he came from Toronto.
1: I didn't know that. No, I guess he still won it. But anyway, I mean, you know, I mean, look, but the Mets are in some serious trouble. Yeah. I mean, you know, if Lind, Lind, like Lindor's got to pick it up, Pete Alonso has been eh. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, Justin, they're in your division. So, I mean, are you that scared of them? Uh, I'm, not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not at all.
0: <laughs> I love that. The very... uh One of
2: our old co-hosts is to this. not at all. What's that? If uh, um, Ethan is listening to this, not at all.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't be either if I were you, to be honest. I think the Nats are a very... Uh, I don't want to say underrated team, but I think they have a lot of potential, certainly, with the young guys they have. I've always thought that, even before the fire sale. We've talked about that plenty. Um, but, all right, the MLB first team, the all-MLB first team is out. Have you guys seen this yet? I'm going to go over them either way. But Dude, I, 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 I saw I, Soto I saw and Judge. Instagram. All right, so let's go over um, the first first base, Vladi Guerrero, second base, Semien, third base, Austin Riley, shortstop, Tatis, in the outfield, Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, obviously, Salvador Perez is the catcher, and the DH, Shohei Otani. Starting pitchers would be Robbie Ray, Cortman Burns, Scherzer, Garrett Cole, and Walker Buehler, Liam Hendricks as a reliever, and Josh Hader uh, from the Brewers. Is that a good team?
2: (laughs) For the most part. Like, the outfield, yes. DH, yes.
0: I don't think you could do any better with the outfield, to be honest.
2: I don't think so. It's just Hatis. I, I guess you got to put him on from the first half. That that's kind of questionable.
0: I know Dom would be arguing with us for that one, but but yeah, no, I I think it's I mean, hard.
1: What other what other shortstop could have gotten it?
0: It's true. That's that's like
1: it's it's either I think it's him or Trey Turner. Oh, so yeah, maybe Trey Turner.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a. Yeah, Trey Turner played really well, especially when he got – he played well with the Nats, but he played especially well when he got to the Dodgers. When he
2: got to the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, it was incredible how how much better he played. Um, so, yeah, I guess you could fit him. I think Stanton, if Stanton had a much better um, first half than he did the second, or, or he just kept it consistent throughout the year, I think Stanton would be on this list without a doubt, right, as a left fielder, or in the, in the outfielder, I should say.
1: Uh – I don't know. That'd be tough because, right? Because Harper just because Harper, MVP, good point. Soto, MVP finalist. Judge was like, I think, fourth. Yeah. So, those, the, all those guys were like in it. So, I don't know where, you know, but who knows, right? Maybe Stan would have been in that had he had a more consistent first half. Like, we exactly. don't know. Exactly. So, it's that's where it gets kind of tough, but I think they got it right. I think you know, so. Too. Especially, you know, you saw Austin Riley as third base and you kind of see that. Like, like, wow, like this kid's really made it. Cause we said this before, like he had that season where it's like, Oh, I know like I'm here and I'm here to stay Mm -hmm. and to make the all MLB first team is, is remarkable for me. And I think he's going to continue to get better and better. And he's going to be a premier third baseman for years to come.
0: No doubt. I, I, yeah, I think, I think him making the list was certainly Uh, noteworthy because that's kind of shows you know, I think if they didn't win the World Series and he didn't play the way he did in the postseason, uh, he probably wouldn't be on this list to be quite honest. Um, Mm -hmm. but the fact that he, uh, he played such a big role in the Braves winning that World Series, um, certainly contributed. Uh, Perez had a great regular season. I think he was the guy that was getting on home run streaks like every week.
1: Yeah, yeah, like like 50 home runs. That was absurd.
0: (laughs) I love that guy, but yeah, he, he, yeah, really good. Um, Really good choice on the catcher position. Anything you guys want to add? As far as to the team or to the content of the show?
1: Uh I think that's it. Yeah. I'm so- trying to think. I mean, I think uh I was at um it's uh, it kind of relates to baseball, uh or this uh oh uh Hall of Fame uh, induction, uh the newbies were announced yes. this past week. And uh this is why I bring this up. So, and this is interesting, right? This is kind of, uh, right? So some of them are Alex Rodriguez, Mark DeSera, Brian Howard, David Ortiz. And we'll, t- and we'll have, a- and obviously, while we're still talking about that, as we get close to the Hall of Fame induction um, revealing at the end of January. But uh, we were talking, I guess they were talking about uh, A-Rod. Now, A-Rod has a makeup line for men. Yeah. He does. <laughs> He's in everything. I'm like, I'm like, what? But then at the end of the day, I'm like, you kind of expect it though. The
0: man's into him? everything.
1: Yeah. That dude's like, into everything. Yeah. I'm just like, what? And I'm just like, who would buy that? But Hey, I don't know. We People still, people still love A-Rod. I have mixed feelings about him at this point right now. I used to, I used to hate his guts. I remember I had his, I had an autograph by him and I didn't want it anymore. So I gave it to my, the memorabilia shop. I was like, if you can sell this for me, that'd be great. And it sat up on the wall for years and the, and the ink faded, and I'm like, what the frick? So I I lost like I lost out on some money on that. But that was interesting to kind of hear that he has a makeup line. I'm like, God dang, this guy just just like can you just not be involved in everything? I'm like, you do you do you you analyst on the ESPN, you're on Fox for the postseason. You own the Minnesota Timberwolves and you have a makeup line. I'm like what? How much free time do you possibly have?
0: And he owns a beer company too.
1: Like, like bro, he bought, Jeter Jeter, Jeter just owns the Barlands and he's chilling.
0: Which I can, as a testimonial, El Presidente, fantastic. uh, From personal experience, El Presidente is one of the best beers out there.
1: (laughs) Mm. All right, well, he's doing something right, but you know, I just think it just goes to, I guess, kind of just recouping or re, um, or rebuilding his reputation so that was just interesting that's just a little side note kind of a little fun uh story that i found on this thanksgiving holiday love it justin
2: Oh, about that in general um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be interesting um you know because a-rod obviously we all know what he did you know i, I <sighs> does
0: anyone have I the does. ballot? sorry justin
2: no, because no, no, I'm saying, you know, like a guy like, well, I'm going to, I don't know if I should say that, like, a guy like Pete Rose is never going to be let in. Do you think they got someone who does like, I know what he did you know, with the gambling and all that. That's... What do you think about someone like A-Rod, like, you know, who did the steroids, like people like that getting let in?
1: Uh, well, he's, I don't think a getting in because he flat out admitted it on national television mm-hmm. that he did it in Texas. So, I mean, that's the thing. But Pete Rose had he had a chance to clear his name with Bob Manfred, and he lied again. Yeah, yeah, again. Like, dude, you were in a one-on-one conference room with Manfred. He he said to you, "Like, all right, come clean," and he didn't. I'm like, if he came clean, he he would have been reinstated, and he would have been whatever year or whatever first year he was back on the ballot would have been then a lock, hundred percent probably, or maybe not, but at least seventy five. And and you lied. So I don't know. I don't look. I don't think A Rod's getting in. If he sticks on the ballot with the five percent vote, I'll be shocked. I think David Ortiz is going to get in first time. Oh yeah. Mark Teixeira and Ryan Howard are kind of iffy because they're kind of the same play. Oh, and also Jimmy Ross is also a first time ballot on here too. He might get. He he's a guy that's a wild card. He might get it get in at some point. Not first ballot, but he will get in. World Series champion, MVP, shortstop, Philly for life. Well, well, yeah. Well, he did play on the Dodgers, but we all know him as a Philly. Yes. So he'll get yeah. in. It's just Ryan Howard and Mark are the question mark. So they had really good careers early on. And then digress, obviously, to Scherrer with the injuries. Ryan Howard, unfortunately, the moment he tore his Achilles, if you guys recall, in that playoff series, that was just the beginning of the end of that man's career. So you don't know. But he has an MVP, a rookie of the year, and a World Series to his name. Is Is that enough? Over 300 home runs. Right. We don't know. But and we look at Fred McGriff, like this guy is what, eight home runs shy five hundred and they're not letting him in. And we know if he gets five hundred, he's a slam dunk. Like what is that?
0: Exactly. Let's go over the holdovers then for the Hall of Fame ballot. Um people basically that, you know, have not been voted in and they still get in on the ballot. Um Kurt Schilling. and or not in. Let's we'll start with the most con- controversial controversial one. Does not have to be a non-political – does not have to be a political response.
1: He's in from – I have to look at it from a – you have to take out the politics in this. Yes. I mean, this guy was dominant, so you got to get – yeah, he has to be in. And based on his trajectory, he's got to be in.
2: Justin? I think he'll go in. I've, I've been reading stuff. I have people like, predictions. I think he'll go in.
0: Okay. And another very controversial one, but not for politics, Barry Bonds. <sighs>
1: Uh, like I don't think so because his numbers did not go up drastically. You know, i don't think and he gets in? Thing, I don't think him or Roger Clemens gets in.
0: That was my that was my next one.
1: Okay. Yeah. No.
0: Well, how about Todd Helton? Hmm. Hard. Yeah,
1: decisions. he he. It's that stupid Coors effect that, that that that's killing him.
0: Right. Um, this is fourth year on the ballot, by the way, and he's in. Uh, I what, get
1: it? What, what was his What was his percentage last year?
0: Uh, forty four percent. Oh no, uh, percent of the ballots in twenty twenty one. I just see he is forty four percent of the ballots in twenty twenty one. I don't see what he got last year.
1: I don't think he's getting in this year.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, I think so. I don't see it. What do you need again? Seven? Not seventy? Seventy five. Seventy five. seventy five to get in. Seventy five to get in. Yeah, he's not getting that. Um, Mayor Ramirez, sixth no, year. No, no <laughs> I very quick. Out. That was a very quick response. This um, guy got just, uh,
1: he had such he was so promising, but he just made some bad choices after his days with Boston.
0: So, can I ask, is it a moral decision for you, or is it a baseball decision not to put him in?
1: It's moral and baseball because I mean, he I mean, it's morally because he made he didn't make some great decisions. He got suspended for PEDs mm-hmm. multiple times. Right. So they know it's like, it's like, we, we know, like we had the, we have the records, we had the proof that you did it. And, you know, and based on the area you played in, you probably did it in Boston. So that's kind of the thing. Him and A-Rod go hand in hand. That's why I think A-Rod will likely stay on the ball, but he won't get in because of like Manny Ramirez. But I don't know him and A-Rod are two totally different players in terms of the fact of accolades, right? Arad had all the accolades in terms of right MVPs and he had more home runs, RBIs. They still, have, they all have. I know Manny has more rings, but Aaron has the rings and everything else.
0: Another long tenure. You are going to laugh at this one, Sammy Sosa. What a clown! Clown, not happening. Not what a happening. Clown, not happening. All right, and uh, Anthony our guy, Andy Pettit, fourth year on the ballot. Yes or no?
1: That's an interesting one.
0: I mean his only flaw is the steroids from early in his career.
1: He's a freaking idiot for doing that. Because Roger Clemens got in his dumbass head in Houston. And he did it in Houston in in like I think oh five, oh six.
0: But I mean I mean my argument is look at the numbers he put up with the Yankees far far after.
1: I mean, yeah, they were great. Far after
0: the steroids. Steroids are not forever in your body.
1: I know, but it's just it's just that massive taint that you cheated and right and and we got to remember right this is one percent of the entire major leagues in MLB history that gets in so this is the exclusive of all exclusive fraternities not only in the in MLB but in all of sports mm-hmm. right like the Hall of Fame in baseball it's like the most sacred Hall of Fame ever yeah basketball is the basketball Hall of Fame right it's kind of like anybody and anybody can kind of get in if you may have some sort of impact on the game. Football's a little, eh, kind of the same, and I don't know much, and I can't really say much about hockey.
0: Hockey is more so, is pretty broad because of Olympic performances and things of that nature.
1: Hockey's right, very broad. Fair.
0: Hockey's very broad.
1: Okay, that's so, right. So I guess so, to your, so. I
0: guess to your point, you know, you have a better chance of getting in.
1: Yeah. So for Annie Pettit's sake, I mean, I mean, like he's got the five rings, he got the postseason records to back him up, but you know, is that enough? You know, he didn't want to Cy young. He didn't have a strikeout. He didn't lead the league in strikeouts or ERA. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he's kind of a, I think the thing that might help him is that the fact that Mike Mussina got in and Mike Mussina didn't have, he doesn't have the rings, He doesn't have the accolades, but right. He has the stats to prove it. Mm -hmm. So that could help him in the long run. If, but but also Mike Mussina didn't use steroids, so I don't know. True. All right. Let's and make... Mike Musina did it in the AL East to his entire career. It was in Baltimore, and then he went to New York. Correct. So I I don't know. He he's a wild card for me. I can't. If he gets in great. If not, I understand. Yeah, Justin. Uh, I'll put him as a maybe.
0: Okay. Um. Well. Let's go to one more, I guess, unless we think of another one. Anthony Nery mentioned Roger Clemens, so we don't have to go over that one. That one's one of the longest tenured ones that still are up. Gary Sheffield is his eighth year on the ballot. Yes or no? Gary Sheffield. He's on 40% of the ballots in 2021. Or he was on 40% of the ballots.
2: Probably not. Think Probably
0: yeah. not?
1: Yeah, I don't know. These guys I change mean, their
0: minds every year and I think and the Hall of Fame class change or the Hall of Fame voters change.
1: Yeah, he's uh I mean cuz he does have the 500 home runs. He did do a lot of team hopping. He does have a ring. He won in 97 with the Marlins. Mm, Hard call. Yeah, he's an interesting one cuz it's like he's like in that same category of like Fred McGriff, so I uh I want to say yeah. But I mean, if other but this is eighth year and he's got forty four percent. I mean, based on that, it doesn't look promising unless he has a massive jump this time around. And if he doesn't, he's not getting in.
0: Yeah, I can see so, that, Justin.
2: Um, oh, I'm I'm not sure on that one.
0: Tough call. I think you know, going over all these holdovers, I think Kurt Schilling is probably the closest one to a yes for me. Um, I,
2: I think no doubt out of all of them. Yeah,
0: I think. Yeah. And it, and it all depends, right? Because, um, and again, you know, I know a lot, I, I know a lot of people love to point to not just his political views, but what he said specifically. Um, again, I don't want to get into it in too deep, but it's, it's, it's pretty controversial and he's made a lot of posts about it. Uh, people say he's threatening lives with the stuff he says, which I don't know, that's up to you to decide. Um, but they say on based on a moral judgment, nothing to do with the sock incident or whatever, um, because the sock incident was actually his one of his more famous moments. But you know, looking at his morals, I guess, um, because the Hall of Fame voting is so based on that, um, that's why he probably got held back. And he only got, and he was so close to seventy five. He got seventy one percent last year,
1: so he's close. Yeah, it was what he did with his time at ESPN. Yes. It's what he said on the ESPN thing and what he said on Twitter. Facebook,
0: Instagram, yeah. whatever
1: he's on. It's, at, it's after the fact, which, I mean, you can't, like, at the end of the day, like, as a voter, unfortunately, like, you really shouldn't... You can take it into consideration to a certain extent, I guess, but, no matter, I mean, but to your guy's point, I mean, he is going to get in.
0: These guys, year. and then the thing is, like, these guys are no saints. Like, if you go back in the Hall of Fame... Not, I don't want to get into a discussion about, like, po- political, political or race or whatever, but if you go back way back in the day um, to the Hall of... Fame, Because the Hall of Fame didn't just exist 20 years ago uh, or just be founded 20 years ago. Hall of Fame's existed for a century, more than a century. Uh, and the thing is, you know, that, if you go back way back in time to the first set of people that were inducted and you go back to the racist history... There, there's not not every person that Hall of Fame's a saint. Is my point. So when it, that's they're, the they're thing. people. Right, right? they're we, people. We all, we all have flaws. Right. Exactly. exactly. So, so what's that? No, I was
1: just say like you know they're people, and I think I think people, and I think genuinely like as fans, people forget that that they're just like us, In sec they just do this thing really really well that most people can't, and. You know, I think when when their flaws are shown, it's, it's, it's brought to a bigger light versus a regular person like the three of us. Exactly. Just like that in any sport. Yeah, it's well said right there.
0: Yeah. So most of these guys, obviously, as Anthony alluded to when critiquing all of them, or most of them have been uh, found of using steroids at some point in their career, which obviously holds them back on this list. Um, but yeah, Kurt Schilling seems to be the best, I guess, lock, quote unquote. Um but yeah, Pete Rose, unfortunately, I have to agree, is not gonna get in. Um, so that's unfortunate. All right, guys, anything else? For this week?
1: Uh, I think that's it. Before we yeah. send our listeners off. All right. Yeah, well, uh we'll will we'll let's hope there's no lockdown.
0: Let's hope there's no lockdown. Yeah. No um nothing going on. That's that's crazy with the league. Um yeah, we hope. So uh we're gonna be signing off for this week. We'll be back here um next week. And we, as always, uh, and uh, happy Black Friday and happy birthday to Anthony Colasano once again. Hope you all enjoy your week. We'll be back next Friday morning. See you then.